Hi, y'all. My name is Kennedy Tippins. Welcome back to my 11th episode of my podcast, Rooted. This is the second part of a two-part series about abortions, everything that the Bible says about it, everything that the world says about it, and the actions that we are supposed to be taking and to not be taking as Christians. This is the second part, like I said. So if you have not listened to the first part, pause get out of here, go to the one before this. It is the 10th episode. Everything will make a lot more sense, I promise. So with that being said, let's get on into it. So I left off reading off some of my TikTok comments that I got on the video I posted about abortions. And I would like to pick right back up off of that. I had two more TikTok comments I was going to read. They kind of go hand in hand. The first TikTok comment, I guess the third, if you're coming from the other episode, but the first one I'm going to be talking about in this episode, the girl said, the king killed living babies, not fetuses. And to that... I have simply one answer for her. Psalms 139 verses 13 through 16. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in a secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before I even came to be. This argument, the they killed living babies, not fetuses, that argument was created to validate murder. And I'm telling y'all now that it's the same enemy that was behind King Herod and Pharaoh that is behind the validation of murdering fetuses. I'm so happy that I live in Tennessee where it is illegal to walk into a clinic and get an abortion. I'm so happy we don't offer them. And I know that the rates of abortions have severely dropped since that came to be. And I will say right now that that doesn't mean that we have abolished all abortions in Tennessee, but I will say that abortions won't be abolished entirely until the Lord makes his return to this earth and all sin is wiped out. We don't live in a perfect world, so we can only understand what the Bible says that we should do with an unperfect world. And I think it's important that we understand that it's not our job to fix the world and to cure sin. It's our job to love each other through it. And I think that that gets so lost in translation because feelings come into play. And I can share some of my feelings right now and say that I have a lot of medical issues. If you know me, you know that I was not supposed to be born. And a lot of doctors told 
my mom to get an abortion because I was going to be dangerous to her and I wasn't going to have a fruitful life. And I'm here to tell you right now that the doctors don't have the last words. That leads me to my next TikTok comment that was, the Bible says nothing about life starting at conception, but the Bible, I'm going to read the same verse I read last time, Psalms 39. This time I'm going to focus on verse 16, your eyes saw my unformed body. His eyes saw my unformed body And when my body started to form and it started to be deformed, he saw my potential for life. And thank God my mom and dad saw it too. And they weren't willing to give up. They weren't willing to let inconvenience overpower the blessing of a child. And I am forever grateful for it because I have an amazing life. I have amazing people in my life. I have an amazing God who loves me enough to give me a second, third, and fourth chance. I have an amazing God that lets me speak truth into this microphone. I have amazing family. I have sisters. I have a little brother. I have amazing children in my life. I have amazing influences because my parents weren't willing to sacrifice over a little inconvenience. And it's not just inconveniencing their schedules, it's inconveniencing their bank account. For me to get open heart surgery, a new pacemaker every seven years, doctor appointments, X, Y, and Z, it's inconveniencing their emotional state when I was born, I'm telling y'all that there is a website with updates about my life when I was born on there because my life was not supposed to happen. But God said, not her. God told death that it needed to stop in its tracks because I needed to be on this earth right now. It's not my time to be with my Lord right now. It's my time to be here and speak out about abortions, about unforgiveness, about gossip, about X, Y, and Z. That is what I'm going to leave the what the world says about abortions. We've heard it all. I can come up with any counter-argument for anything that I read online, I see in my TikTok comments, I see in my DMs, I can find anything in the Bible. And whether you're going to accept that answer or not is not up to me, but I can be at peace with providing an answer that is from God. Now, let's get into the part that no one wants to get into. What should we as Christians be doing or not be doing regarding abortion and voting and how we should treat each other and treat the people who get abortions? I think that women who get abortions get a lot of crap from Christians. And I don't just think that. I know that. I've seen it in my everyday life. But Christians, what y'all have to understand, what we have to understand is it's all sin. I 
have literally seen with my own eyes someone came to a Christian with an addiction and they were flooded with love. Oh, let me walk through this with you. Jesus wants to heal you. He wants to help you. Let me meet you where you're at. And then the exact same Christian, I was in a group and there was a girl who said she might be pregnant. She was thinking about getting an abortion and they shamed her. They were appalled that she would even consider that. But to be honest, why wouldn't she consider it? Because it's a blatant option in today's world. And she's not just going to have a blind eye. We can't just blind people from the obvious. Sin is always going to be the obvious answer. So we have to meet them where they're at. Look at Jesus when he met the Samaritan woman at the well. Notice that he spoke and basically said, this water will never fulfill you. They were at a well. That made sense. He was meeting her where she was at. Can you imagine if someone, if the woman went to the well, let's say that Jesus wasn't there. Let's say that there was a different Christian there and she was drawing water and the Christian said, you know, that food will never fill you up or all those men will never make you happy. What does that have to do with anything? Did our, is the Christian wrong? No. But do you see how much more impactful it is when you meet someone where they're at? You modify the truth. You don't change the truth, but you modify it to fit their situation because truth has to be relatable. I'm not telling you to twist the words of Jesus or God in the Bible, I'm telling you to meet sinners where they're at. We are sinners. And if I encountered someone that had a heavy sin and they wanted to walk through it with me and they wanted me to walk with them, why on earth would I start them way down the road with, oh, well, this is what you do to continue being sober when they don't even know how to get sober in the first place. We're putting the cart before the horse. Meet them where they're at. Meet the mothers where they're at. I know of people who stand outside abortion clinics and they meet them quite literally where they're at with love, not shame, love. In Matthew chapter five, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. Christians, be merciful towards these moms with unborn babies. It also says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children. Stop arguing with each other on the internet over right and wrong because What's the point of arguing with people that don't know what real truth looks like, what don't know the love of Jesus? It's an endless battle and you're not going to win. So what's the point of driving people further away from Christianity over being right? 
what's the point? Tell me what the point is because I will never understand people that argue in non-believers, Christians that argue in non-believers. Does life start at conception? Does life start at birth? Does life start at first breath? Who cares? Who cares? I am so tired of arguing over the nit gritty stuff when we should be meeting these people where they're at. We should be peacemaking. You should respond to threats with love, with the love of Jesus. How do you get the love of Jesus? Right there in the Bible. You let me know. What do you what do you need encouragement for? I will pull it up. I will pull up multiple things. You will be encouraged by the time we are done. Mark my words. I know that I said that very aggressively and I meant it very aggressively. Let's also talk about the Sermon in the Mount. Jesus talks about murder. There's literally a section in this chapter titled Murder. And it's verses 21 through 26. And I'm going to read all of them because all of them are important. Jesus said to the thousands of people that were gathered there, you have heard that it is said to the people long ago, you shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka is answerable to the court and anyone who says you fool is in danger of the fire of hell. I did a forgiveness and unforgiveness episode at the very beginning of this podcast and I said a statement in it that I still think about all the time. I hope you think about it too and put a lot of thought into it. And I said, what's worse, needing all the forgiveness in the world or not being able to forgive. And Jesus literally said, what's worse, basically, murder or being angry at a brother or sister, or you could fill in the blank, shaming a brother or sister, judging a brother or sister, not forgiving a brother or sister. You could fill that in with almost anything and it would still be valid. And I'm going to tell you that it doesn't matter which one's worse because sin is sin. And in the episode previously, I talked about consequences, worldly consequence does not matter. I know it might affect your life here on earth, but your life here on earth is so important, but it also is so so small compared to the eternal life that is waiting for you on the other side of death from your body on this earth. And I'm telling you right now that the consequences that are eternal, that are from God, are totally different than the consequences here. And murdering someone here and judging people here your worldly consequences are going to be severely different, but your consequences from God are not going to be. Sin is sin. It's all coming here to steal, kill, and destroy. So to put it very blank in the what should we as Christians do when we encounter situations that revolve around abortions, I'm going to again pull up a verse in Matthew chapter 5, It says, love your enemies. 
You've heard it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I'm here to tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that your children may be that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward do you get? What reward do you get? You get no reward. That's being comfortable in your faith. If you only surround yourself with the people who you're comfortable around, Now, it's so important to have a good, solid accountability group. I have my accountability partners. As Christians, it's crucial. But I'm telling you right now that you could replace some of these words with words from today's time. Like in this passage, it says, love your enemies. Love those who judge you. Love those who disagree with you. And stop expecting mutual respect from people who don't know the love of God. We should not expect anything from non-believers. Nothing. Zero. Zip. Nada. I don't know what other language I could say this in that it would make sense. But we have to just stop arguing with non-believers. Because it's not going to get anywhere and it's always going to come off as judgment because they don't understand the knowledge that we have. And it makes us angry and frustrated. And those are not feelings from the Lord. So we shouldn't even be engaging in it anyways. That is what I have for y'all. That is what the Bible says on abortions. That is how you should act and respond towards people and especially women who are going to get abortions, but just non-believers and sinners in general, each other. And I know that this is going to be a severely difficult episode and episodes to listen to. And I'm telling you, they're hard to release. And I am not scared, but I'm a little not comfortable releasing these. And the Lord reminded me that this is where I need to be. And this is what I'm here to do. And if I'm comfortable releasing every single rooted episode, I'm not doing something correct. So this is what I have for y'all. I hope you have an amazing week. I love you all. I will see you next week. God bless.